0: Hello everyone and welcome to the ISI Life Podcast. super excited to share with you this interview with Phil Cabido with Ambassadors Football which is an amazing organization that I was not aware of but doing great things in the game of soccer, football. Uh, He's down in Mexico and he found us through just Googling and looking at uh, the podcast app and looking for, he Googled Iron Sharpens Iron and that's how he got connected to us originally. And a um, you know, year and a half later, he's been listening and he got a chance to share at our most recent uh, retreat that we had. And this conversation really just dives into his story and the work that he's doing and how his life and all of his experiences and his passion and his gifting have kind of come full circle to what he's doing now with Ambassadors. So I hope you all enjoy the conversation. And you know, hopefully it sharpens you in, on your walk. Until then, stay sharp, everyone. Phil, welcome to the ISI podcast, man. Thank you so much for for making the time to, to join us this morning.
1: Well, thank you, Nick.
0: I'm excited. Yeah, it's an awesome story. I can't wait for you to share kind of how you got connected. And um, I love what you're doing, love what you're up to, and uh, excited to share, you know, all, all the amazing work you're doing down there with uh, the ISI network. So, for, you know for those of us who, who don't know you or you know your background uh, give us a little little history on on you and kind of where you grew up and you know bring us up to current state and and, and the work that you're doing with ambassadors
1: yeah great uh, happy to be here Nick thank you for for having me I'm excited and yeah so uh, I'm married I'm 37 years old my wife's Paula she's from Spain and I'll, I'll get to share a little bit more about that and later on but I have a daughter who's four years old. Her name is Rebecca and uh, another one who's seven months old, uh, Sarah. And um, I definitely uh, married up with my wife and two beautiful daughters. So I'm very grateful and thankful to God for that. And um, it's been interesting um, during this time to have kids, but uh, it's been a blessing as well to be part of their life during this time as well, as much as I can. And yeah, so um, I grew up in Mexico. Um, my mom's American, my dad's Mexican, and uh, as any other Mexican, uh, I always loved and played soccer, football, and our dream as Mexicans, as we grow up, is to become professional soccer players. So I was not different from from the rest. Yeah. Um, and I really just played, and that that was that was what my life was about, and what I. I dreamed about doing. Um, And so when I was about 16, 17, um, going into my last year of high school, uh, I'd been playing up through the ranks in the the professional team, lower divisions, and my parents and and I uh, came up with the decision of leaving high school because, uh, or at least studying in some different form, because here when you pursue football, they pretty much ask you to leave your studies because you're training in the mornings and so that was a hard decision for my family to do but we decided uh, to make that decision in, in order to pursue that that dream or that career and a couple of weeks later they they I got cut from the team um, they wanted younger players on the team uh, and that really shook my world because I had grown up seeing the, the Puebla team where I'm from professional become champions and you know obviously that helps into Wanted to pursue that dream. But uh, yeah, I just, I got cut for not being bad just because uh, they wanted younger players and they got cut they cut most of us out of the team. And that really shook me even though I knew God already and I thought that was what God wanted me to become. Um, It really just, uh, yeah, it shook me and I was a bit upset with God about the situation um, thinking that that was what he wanted for my life. But uh, after you know, spending some time in prayer, and a couple of months later, I kind of came to terms with it and decided to pursue um, soccer, at least at a collegiate level, and so I started to look up Christian schools in the States, and this was about 20 years ago, and so uh, the internet's not what it was um, then, and came about to this uh, school in western New York in the middle of nowhere called Houghton College, and so I went out there to to play really um however when i was growing up uh and got to know christ i and this happened to me with the professional team um i really saw a lot of my friends who didn't believe in god or know god um really go down to the deep end with drugs alcohol because that was their dream too and they got cut or some of them at age 16 17 were having kids thinking that they had made it professionally, but um, not really having a future. And so that really, in my heart, um, started to move something about wanting to help the youth and bring alternatives to youth, Mm -hmm. And um, so that that's really kind of what really was burning inside of me with with them. And luckily, like I said, or gratefully, I knew Christ, and I knew he had a purpose in my life, even though it was hard to go through that. So I, uh, I went to college, just to play and get a degree. Uh, I finished up with a bachelor's degree in business administration and through the university um, got the opportunity to travel a bit um, and do mission trips with the soccer team. And so we traveled to different countries and through that just really God was was showing me which alternative was to, to come back to Mexico and help the youth reach it. And it was quite obvious Although I didn't know about sports ministry, but it was through soccer, through football, the passion and all that I invested all those young years of my life in. And, uh, and it just kind of did a, a switch in my mind or in my heart. And that was the avenue. So um, the why for me of what I do is um, really to help those to find their purpose in their life by knowing God through Jesus Christ. Um, and how it, it was becoming evident while I was in college, um, and so then I I was in college, finished there, and joined Ambassadors Football, which is the organization that I I serve with. It's been 15 years now um, that I've been serving with them, and uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of in that process where I've been. Um, in that time, I went out to Spain to serve for five. Well, it originally, it was going to be one year. Um, and then eventually yeah. do a few other things, come down to Mexico or back to Mexico and start the ministry. Um, however, God had different plans. Um, I was ended up being there for five years and met my wife. So she's... Um,
0: enter enter Paula to the story.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I didn't know I anything to do um, really in Spain other than just serve and be there for, for that term. Um, but then God had a different plan for for me and while I was in Spain um I I got my coaching license through the English football federation Uh, I just thought that that would be something that would be helpful while I was out there and also in Spain we we did a lot of prison ministry we we would go to to the north of Africa to do short-term trips to share there as well um and so that was as huge in my learning process, and that's kind of what I wanted as I went out to Spain to to learn yeah. in order to come back to Mexico and and establish the ministry here.
0: And right now you're you're back to where you started, right? Can it's all come kind of full circle?
1: For sure. Um, so I'm back to the same hometown where I grew up, and uh, really those those years of being away and I was in Cleveland for two years before going out to Spain. Then I was in Spain for five years. We went back, married to Cleveland or Twinsburg area for about a year and a half to to raise support, to get trained, and then we've been here for seven years in Mexico.
0: Amazing, such a we you know we were chatting a little bit earlier just how how you know small the world it is, and um, we we'll come back to ambassadors here in a second because I'd love for you know. Um, the whole ISI network to learn more about ambassadors and, you know, specifically what, you know, what you're doing and how we can help you on a, on a daily basis. But um, how, you know, just speaking of being in Twinsburg and some of those connections, but how did, tell us, you know, share with us the story of how you got connected to, to ISI. So I think it's, I, I just think it's amazing.
1: Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Only God could work through it. So um, I was, uh, I normally, when I drive and I commute, um I don't have any radio on or any, no, no music. It's just me and my thoughts. And sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. But uh, all of a sudden uh, one day in around October time last year, I was like, well, maybe I should listen to some podcasts. Uh, I think that would be good for me. And um, I, I didn't know anything about podcasts. I just went on the app and I typed in iron sharpens iron. And I just figured that that would be a, a good way to start in order to, to get into my life and build up because i've i've heard that phrase and men's groups and stuff like that so i just decided to, to do that right and so two two different podcasts uh popped up and so the i went for the first one and it was the isi life and started listening to it and and it was just great i, I was like man I, I found gold right here um and it wasn't just while i was riding in the car then i started um uh, when i was working and fixing up the house on the weekends or this and that. And I just really got um, plugged into what the podcast was all about. And um, for me, it was very refreshing. It was challenging um, and even encouraging and it was building me up. And I think it was just spot on uh, the the big fives for me. It was something that in my life um, I haven't really, I didn't really quite figure it out how they fit in or specifically, but, when I heard it through the ISI podcast, it was just like, all right, this is it. This is the formula.
0: All those cool. It's, it's you know, it's, it's a pretty amazing story. We really started the podcast to really for, you know, for people who have, it was, the intention was for people who've come to the, you know, the events or the virtual events or, you know, the live events, um, you know, not everybody can come every time. So really our, our whole goal was capture the wisdom of people who've, you know, have spoken and get a chance to kind of capture their message in a way we can share it with other people but to hear that you know um to, you know this guy in mexico who normally doesn't listen to anything just goes on you know the podcast app and searches iron sharpens iron it's just you know it's just you know i get like goosebumps just even thinking about that that effect that ripple effect that we all have in our life you don't know you know, what you're doing and, you know, what, maybe why you're doing what you're doing or who it's going to impact, you know, you're just kind of doing your thing. And, you know, to hear that you were down there and you listened to it and it gave you energy and, you know, kind of gave you, you know, filled a little bit of a void maybe that you needed at that point in time is so encouraging, um, you know, to me and to really should be encouraging to anybody because you never know, you know, the impact that you're going to have. It's it's way beyond your, you know, maybe what your original intentions or your understanding of what it you know, what you're doing and how, how it's going to make a difference in someone's life. It's, it's, yeah. it's pretty astounding.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. And I think it just comes down to being obedient to what God's calling you. Um, you know, in this case, God was calling you guys uh, to do this um, for men and the podcast and, and that obedient uh, ended up in blessing others, uh, many others, uh, and one of them, myself here in Mexico. And when I, when I saw that the, you guys had the, um, the, the, retreats i was like man i wish i could make it someday uh up in cleveland area i I can definitely make that because of that connection and so forth and um but then the pandemic hit and that kind of shattered not not just that part but a lot of other other plans and stuff and um but then you guys had the option to do the the zoom calls and and i was like man i i don't know if i was thankful for the pandemic for that happening but (laughs) it was something good that came about uh, and um it was great to be part of those those two that you've had uh and just making me feel part of the isi even though of the distance and then your dad reached out to me to, to see if he could help get to know me and who know who this phil is and mexico or phil is because he <laughs> didn't know anything about mexico and it's been really encouraging me to, for me um just to uh, chat up meet up with them and and um, he's built into my life and now to the ministry, and I think that really speaks about what ISI is about because uh, it's about relationships, and, you know, despite the distance, um, he's really been great, and, you know, all these things have happened. I was at the re- at the retreat virtually, and now this, so it's, it's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, we'll have to get you, uh, you know, in the next year, whatever, when things kind of settle down a little bit and you can travel back. We'll get you to one of our events and maybe you can lead us through one of your, uh, tough soccer workouts. Yeah. Uh, we always do a Saturday, Saturday morning, early, you know, an optional workout and most everybody shows up. So you could kind of put us through the paces and, uh, we'd <laughs> sure would, would, would get a kick out of that for sure. Cool. Well, uh, it'd be awesome. I mean, I love hearing that story and, um, you know, I'm thankful to have the connections. I love hearing about you know different ministries, and I love hearing about people who are um, making a difference. Um, you know, and you do it full time with ambassadors. I mean, it's what you do. You know, and you've been doing it for 15 years now. Um, so, tell, give us a you know kind of a the macro view of uh, ambassadors football, um, and then maybe bring it down to like your level about you know what it, what what a day in the life looks like for you.
1: Yeah. Um, well, ambassadors football is a. Uh it's not a unique ministry um in itself it's unique in in the way that we we only use football or soccer um, which is the world sport um, and many people can argue if that's best sport or not but that's another conversation i guess um, but what we what we do is that uh, through soccer programs or outreach programs we we reach out and we, we build a bridge people to come so most people on sundays around the world are either watching football on tv or they're watching or they're playing Um, and so we need to go out out of the four walls of our church to in order to reach out to them and Mm -hmm. that's really like the concept that we'll use and we kind of do it two ways so one way is we run our own programs and another way is that we partner with churches and we train them to to do programs we ambassadors this year is 30 years old, so um, we have the experience we're not the experts um, per se because um, we're still learning still learning. But we we also learned through our mistakes and so forth, but what we can bring to to churches um, or people want to use this is our experience over the years and how to do that and um, so. You know, we, we do different programs and every country is a bit similar, it's, we're in about 25 different countries and we keep growing um, just because it's, it's the world sport and a lot of people see the potential that soccer ministry has in order to reach their communities. Um, and so, each, like I said, each country is a bit different, although we have the same basis, which is um, transforming lives through our soccer programs. Um, so, we want to transform lives and communities. And I, we think that that's the best way in order to reach the world. We can't do it ourselves. And so, we train others in order to do that. Uh, and also, like I said, we, there's different ways. In some countries, we do prison ministry. In some other countries, uh, we do clubs or, yeah, soccer club, which we're training the, the kids. Um, in some other countries, we're in poor communities. But what we do here in Mexico um, is really—it's it's different, it's varied, and we want to do more. Um, but we got to start from from somewhere, and the way we started is with our football club, which is our main program. Uh, that program, at this point, we have about a hundred kids. This was before the pandemic, and that program, which is pretty much our uh, spear, is is great because we. Serve the community through a soccer program. And so we get kids from ages four through 18, boys and girls, and we train them up in football, but we also share with them. And so by having them offering the service, we generate some funds for the ministry in order to do other programs that we can't charge. And so we also do community programs, and I'll share that in a little bit. But so our club generates our funds, it helps us be sustainable. In some way, and then also we have three to four days interaction with the kids, and in within the club we out of those 100 kids, 80% of those kids come from non-Christian homes, and so it's a great opportunity that we can invest in their kid in the lives of the kids. Um, Every training we have a devotion, and we every month we have a value of the month which we work through them, Uh, and it's fantastic to see. just the way that we were able to invest in those kids' lives because of the time that we spend with them. Uh, just a short story there um, about that. We had a, a, a kid come try out, a four-year-old kid come try out to, to the club and um, they're figuring out if the parents liked it. And that day uh, we had a, a guest come in. He was a professional soccer player. He shared his testimony. And at the end of the, the training, the parents came up to us and said, Hey, so are you guys a religious organization? And we said, well, we were Christians. We share Christian values to the kids. We help them in their life and help them develop them. And the parents said, well, we're atheists, and we're going to consider about uh, bringing our kid here because it's not something that we teach. And we said, that's fine. You know, this is just who we are. We're trying to help the society through this. And that was a Tuesday, and the next Thursday they came. They signed up their kid. They didn't care if we were sharing about God or the gospel um they just felt that the kid was having fun and it was positive for him and so um they signed up the kid right away
0: that's amazing that's awesome really cool man it's 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 i love i love hearing about it and um you know being the you know, you said like the world sport you know you see the the opportunity for impact really across the across the world and um i was just gonna ask you what's I, I would imagine there are other other clubs you know where you are but you know across the country what um what are some of the ways or unique things that you guys do that you know draw people into ambassadors versus maybe some of the other choices that they have as a go as a regards to football?
1: Yeah, so the club. Um, I mean, we started five years with the club. We've ha- we started with two kids and we slowly build it up to a hundred. I know it's not a, a massive increase in those years, but it's been constant, and that that's been something um, that's been key because here in Mexico, soccer clubs pop up every month. And then after two or three months, they, they die down. Um, they promise everything and they never fulfill. And I think one of the key things um, that I've been able to put in the club and, and so forth is, is just really being honest um, with the parents. Because what, one of the big things, and I was sharing early at the beginning of this conversation, um, is that a lot of people abuse the dream of the kids to become professionals for their own gains. Um, And, you know, they could charge players lots of money with the promise of them becoming professionals and that not really happening. Um, There's, there's a story of, of a guy and I'll share this story too. And here is that um, I knew this guy from church. He was uh, 16, 17, and he was at a professional club, almost ready to become professional and um one summer i saw him out in the street selling um water and stuff like that there's a lot of uh, people selling on the streets here in mexico and i stopped and i saw him and i asked him what was going on and he said well you know they kind of cut me to kind of like what happened to me and they said but i was i was not going to make it and so they pretty much finish his, his career at age 17 and um i said well what are you going to do and he said well um uh, I don't know, and I said, well, you know, let me call some co- co- college coaches because I think it'd be great if you pursue playing in college. And that was a Saturday. I, I called some, two coaches, and these two coaches were actually going to scrimmage each other on the next day on, on Monday. And um, I got him to go and play and try out for both teams, which is great. And halfway through, one of the coaches said to me, he's like, hey, I'm going to offer him 75% of scholarship." And I said, "Fantastic." Wow. And so um, went to him to his parents, and I said, "Hey, this is a great opportunity. He, he needs to take it." And he's like, "Yeah, but he still wants to pursue playing and looking out for uh, trying out for different teams." And I said, "Well, this is a one-time opportunity. I think it's, it's huge, but you know, I can't convince you it's up to you and, and him." And he was there for a semester, uh, but he couldn't finish the uh, continuing in school because the old club where he was at, they never gave him his high school degree. And so they don't—they didn't just uh, ruin his professional career by not helping him get into other teams, but they also ruined his uh, education because they never gave him his high school degree. Um, so I invited him over to come and help and train and, and coach with us, and it turned out that he was a great coach um, just through his experience. So he was coaching with us for a couple of years, and then someone called him saying, "Hey, um, come try out to to Veracruz to a different team." And um, there's this guy who's an agent. You can stay with him, he'll help you, he's pers- he's good. So he asked me permission to go out there and try out. And I said, sure, you're still of age, you can still do it. He went out there uh, one day and um, he spent the night at this agent's house. And that night he came onto him and asked him to um, have relationships with him in order if he, if he wanted to become professional. Saying that he had the great contacts and he would make it. You know, he even used examples of other players that um, he helped. And uh, my fr- this guy, he he went into his his room locked in, and the next day he he came back to us and saying, "Hey, you know, there's no way like this is this is unreal." Um, a couple of months later, on the news, um, someone uh, sued this guy and it was exactly the same story that my, this guy told us, my friend. Um, oh, nice. And, um, and that news report was just one day on TV and it was covered up. Um, and so that's kind of like, you know, that's, that's the story of, you know, maybe not sexual abuse or, um, but they're, they just abuse of their dreams um, by asking them for money. People, they don't have money. by asking them for, other things and it's just because they were trying to pursue their dream and some people end up doing wrong things in order to do that um and so that's really my hurt for them and my heart and my desire is because you know for me it was i i found soccer um and through soccer i found uh, i got to know christ and then through that i found a purpose and it wasn't playing professionally. It's doing what I do now. Um, yeah. and so that's really what I want people to find God through Jesus so that they can find their purpose. Um, what the purpose may be? It might be become professional soccer player. It might be, be become a coach, might be become an administrator or, or a plumber, whatever. But as long as they know Christ, um, you know, they know that they have a purpose in their life.
0: I've talked about this a little bit and I was sharing with you the, um, the, the golf camp that we started, um, maybe seven or eight years ago, but really that, that came from a book and, uh, called golf sacred journey by, by Dr. Cook. And he, uh, you know, in that book, he just talked about how athletes, um, their identity is, is so wrapped up in, you know, their, their recent performance on the field or, you know, for us, it was the, you know, performance on the, on the course, you know, for you, when, you know, you mentioned that, you know, soccer was all that you knew. Football was all that you knew it was, it was everything when did your identity shift from, you know, the most important thing being soccer to, you know, the most important thing being uh, your faith and uh, you know, when did that transition take place? Was it those mission trips or was it a little, a little bit beforehand?
1: Uh, I think it was definitely college and some of those mission trips. Um, yeah. Cause I, I was, I still in college, I still have that desire or that inquiry if I, if I would be able to make it professionally um but through those missions trips i i really saw the potential that soccer had to reach into, into people's lives and um it was about giving giving yourself because i think really when you become professional I, what it turned out to be for me is like you said finding that identity and maybe that that identity is watching yourself on tv and saying hey look at me look you know how great i am or being recognized by the, by people and when I was uh, at the missions trips, I, I really realized that it was so good to invest in others um, and doing camps and coaching kids. Uh, that really made me um, feel fulfilled more than watching myself on TV. And even when I finished college, I came down back here to Mexico and uh, I was training with a college team just to, to be fit. And uh, the coach said, hey, aren't, would you be interested in and trying out for second division here in Mexico. And I, and I said, nah, I'm, I'm all right. I'm already serving ambassadors, but there was still that in my mind that, you know, maybe I should try it. And so I tried it. I tried out. Um, I, I, I had the potential, uh, but I wasn't fulfilled. And so I actually said, thank you. I said, uh, you know what, I'm all right. I, I know what God's calling me and it's uh, serving through ambassadors and uh reaching out to youth and helping these kids and that really was a turning turning point and wow. and you asked you know what what's the difference in our club um going back to that question yeah. i think it's it's just being honest and and uh helping truly helping the player for who they are and like i said getting to know christ uh but being honest and what we can do and how we can help them um now our our big thing is our big thing is also helping players to to get opportunities to get scholarships whether it be in the states or or here in Mexico um, which that makes us very different because most clubs here sell the dream of becoming professional and we we don't stop that we have connections and we help kids if if they have the potential but we really help them pursue um, the education and college and I think that makes us quite unique in what we're doing and um, just this week, uh, one of our players um, left to go to Houghton College, the same school that I uh, graduated <laughs> with. And that's yeah. huge. I mean, that was, that was a dream come true for me. Um, you know, we helped them. Uh, we gave them opportunities to go to different Christian schools because that, that's our heart. So we train them up. We, we share the gospel with them. And we want to help them con- get connected into Christian schools to continue on with their faith. Um, and. Yeah, he, he committed to Houghton, and um, that awesome. was one of my lifetime goals. I already yeah. can tick that off, and uh, just yeah, I'm excited to to get more kids in the colleges in the States and the Christian schools.
0: Is that the uh, first player to go to Houghton?
1: First player?
0: Well,
1: yeah. From, um, you know, from your program? From our program, yes. Um, first player to go to college in the States. Um, the last three years, we've had players here in Mexico to go to schools. Um, but this first one go to the States, but also when I was in England, uh, I mean, when I was that's in Spain, awesome. we had, uh, Spanish, uh, English guys coming out on tour to play. And, uh, I was able to help one guy to, to, to go to Houghton, an English guy to go to Houghton. Um, and, um, that's just kind of what also motivates us and pursuit helps us to continue on and, and every day work hard to, to help them get into those positions.
0: I love it. They're doing great, great work, Phil. It's, I mean, making such a difference in, in everybody's life. And really that's, I mean, that's what we're trying to do with ISI too. You know, we're, we're kind of targeting a different stage of life and kind of a different demographic, but we're just trying to pour into these people and, you know, help them, uh, you know, be their best. And I want to come back to something you said um, when you were trying out for that team and, you know, you were good enough, but you said you weren't fulfilled and um, you know, we talk about the big five, you know, and I, you're really weaving in your faith and your faculty, um, you know, into every day and, and, uh, you know, obviously some fitness with, with sport, but, um, I want you to talk about that. Like you said, you weren't fulfilled. Um, but you felt like when you were with ambassadors, maybe you, um, or maybe just share with me, like what, where do you get fulfillment from? Or how do you feel that sense of fulfillment? Cause I think for a lot of, the, you know, a lot of the guys, you know, maybe they're listening, maybe they, you know, um, Maybe they're doing well in their career, but maybe they don't feel fulfilled. You know, how did you make that distinction? And maybe just if you could elaborate on that uh, experience just a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think um, it's interesting because uh, I guess from an early age, being in college, uh, I kind of defined what God's purpose or God's will for your life is or for my life. And I realized it was where your talents, your, your passion, and your gifting uh, intersects with, uh, with the needs of the world. And I think it's part of a you know, it says in the Bible, it's better to give than to receive. And when you're, when you're giving, um, or you're using your gifts, your talents, your passions um, for others, I think that's, that's where you find joy and fulfillment. And that's really what's, what was more for me. Um, you know, I, for me, I find fulfillment in and helping others to reaching god's potential um and that's that's me right and so i see the need where you know these kids want to become professional and that's all they, they live for and you know my experience my gift, my, my my passion to help into that that's where i felt found my fulfillment and i think that's that's key and, you know there's different um ideas behind god's will and stuff like that but i think that's for me that's key where but those gifts talents and passions that god's given you you use them um to to help them find the needs of the world i think that's huge bill that is like that is gold man
0: talent where the talents passions and gifting kind of intersect and it's better to give than to receive you know and it's almost like the other path that you're pursuing is more about you you know playing and you know maybe not so much giving but taking Uh, Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's a fair you know ass- assessment of that but it seems like that may have been kind of what was happening there for sure yeah powerful that's awesome man well i was going to ask you what brings you the most joy and I'm, I'm guessing other than your your amazing three ladies in your life that you know what you do every day seems like it brings you so much joy
1: it, um, it does and, and it's it's great I, I think sometimes i struggle with my wife because um she thinks that my first priority is my ministry or and, um, and it's not, it's it guys really been working on me with that because it really this is. I, I love doing what I do. Um, but I've had to, with the ladies in my life, I had to put change that in priority. And so I think that's where the big fives fit in. Um, you know, obviously, faith is the first one you have to, you know, find your, your relationship with God, your time with God. Then it's your, comes your family. Um, I could say faculty would be next. Uh, and then you have also the part of, of finance and then the part of, of, of um, fitness, which I think that that's huge into our personal life just to be happy and joyful and the different areas too.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So good. Well, I, you know, I always want to extract, you know, so, so many of the guys that we get a chance to interact with there are doing such amazing things and, you know, have, such great experiences that kind of led them to be who they are and, and to do whatever they're doing and their, their different, um, you know, their unique gifting and their experiences. And, you know, I always like to draw some, draw some questions out of everybody, but, you know, you answered the question about joy, but you know, I'm curious if there's a, if there's been a book or two that has been really impactful for you, or maybe, maybe one that you're reading right now, um, or one of you, you know, one or two that you might recommend to, to the guys, if they're looking for something.
1: Yeah. Um, one thing that I one book that I really found um into understanding God is The Attributes of God by Arthur W. Pink. Um it's not big, um, but it's kinda heavy, uh, all the material or any, all the stuff that's in it. Um so that'd be something that if you're continuing to pursue to know God, I think that's that's huge. The attributes of God by Arthur Arthur W. Pink. Um and then last two books uh, I've read, which have been huge, that's helped me too. And I think that during the pandemic has been good to, to read through is um, The Emotionally Healthy Leader by Peter Scassero. Um mm. That's helped me also in putting things into perspective in the ministry. Like I was saying before, like I was so into ministry and that's really my one of my passions, but it's kind of helped me to put things into place. Um, and then, the last book is actually some one book that I uh, from you guys is um, six Success, Success is not an accident by Tommy Newberry. Yeah. I've been working through that now um, and it's been it's been great.
0: That's awesome yeah he was Tommy's he's awesome he was one of our first actually it was the first uh, ISI podcast that we did um, He he's like drinking you know from a fire hose it's like got so much wisdom. That's awesome, man. Thanks for sharing. I have not heard of, um, I've heard about you. It's a guy. I've not heard about the emotion, emotionally healthy leader. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. I'll, uh, we'll definitely put these all in the, in some of the show notes that, that goes out to everybody if they want to check those out. For sure. Well, um, so, you know, you shared a lot about ambassadors. What would be, you know, if, if people um, you know, wanted to learn more about you, learn more about ambassadors, um, and maybe they want to support you and or the ministry that you're doing down there, uh, what's the best way for people to connect and, and learn more?
1: Yeah, well, um, I really would like to share a lot more. Uh, I know there's not much time, um, but really our heart is to reach all of Mexico through soccer ministry. And there's a lot of things that we, we're we doing and there's big plans, big vision that God's given us. Uh, but a great way to, um, to really to know more is connecting with me. Uh, I think something that's been fantastic about ISI is just broadening that network. Um, and so they can email me um, at Pete Cabildo at ambassadorsfootball.org, um, or WhatsApp, or or call me at my phone number. Um, okay. And uh, there's also Instagram that, of, of the ministry, and that's at ambassadorsmx. Or Facebook, we have two Facebook pages that they can really see what what we're doing. We put up some videos if, if we can up there. Um, it's just kind of getting a, a sense of what Ambassadors Mexico does. Um, but I think uh, the ISI and the way they can support, um, obviously, theres they can support us as a family in the work that we're doing and carrying out the vision that God's given us here in Mexico. Um, they can support programs that we're running. Uh, they can help build the, a larger network um, by sharing what God's doing um, and how people can really help us fulfill the vision. And also, uh, just by building relationship and uh, investing in me or being accountable and, and sharing, I think that's that's a great thing about missions is that you, know, you invest in people. And not, it doesn't have to be necessarily with money or finances, but just investing in what God's doing um, and helping the leaders to do that. Because sometimes as a missionary, you're out in the mission field and you're going and you're going, you're giving a lot, you're pouring out a lot. Um, and you it's it's hard sometimes to receive or get get filled up and and i think isi for me has been that part um Mm -hmm. trying to build some relationships listen to the podcasts and the retreats and hearing that and so i think that's that's huge
0: love it man phil i'm i'm pumped and thankful for you and thankful for you know your heart and what you're doing and making a difference and you know, you never know the ripple effect that you're having, you know, that every single, every single person, every single action you're taking is, you know, is, is moving in ways that you don't even know, um, you know, just like how you found, found us and got connected to us. And um, I'm excited for, you know, getting to know you more and meeting, meeting meet you in person when, when we can do that again. And uh, I'd love for, you know, even my, my boys even to maybe come down and, and see, you know, firsthand what you're up to. Uh, stuff like that, I think is, is is powerful. So thank you. And um, yeah, I love to share, you know, ambassadors with the whole ISI network and and we'll get out, we'll get all your information out, contact info, links, all that. So for, for those guys that want to know more and connect or support you, um, they can definitely do that. So yeah, thanks for, thanks for the time and appreciate you and um, look forward to, you know, developing our friendship as time goes on. And, you know, as we, as we close down, I was, I was wondering if you'd be willing to close us in a word of prayer.
1: Sure, I would love to. And yeah, thank you, Nick, for this opportunity and looking forward to what God can do through these relationships and what how ISI is impacting other people's lives. So I'd love to pray. Father Lord, I, I thank you for this time. Thank you for this conversation. Thank you. Um, just the way that you work things out, Lord, you are an amazing God and um, nothing surprises you. Lord, you are in control of everything. And we thank you for that, Lord, because I think this has helped. This time has helped us to understand that we are not in control. We can have our plans, but you're the one that directs everything, Father, Lord. And we appreciate and we thank you for that, Lord. And we pray that we can trust to give up our lives to you and our control to you, Lord, so that you can guide us and direct us in the right ways. Lord, I pray for um, ISI, Lord. Thank you for the impact that they've had, not just in my life, but in the life of many other men. Thank you for the people that uh, have been part of it, um, whether it be uh, doing this full-time or just people that have come alongside and, and helped out. Lord, I pray that you would be with them, Lord. I pray that you continue to uh, work in their hearts and that they can be obedient to what their calling is, Lord. And I pray, Lord, for all the men out, men out there, Lord, that um, are seeking to know you more, Lord, that they can hear you and that they can be obedient to what you're calling them to, to do, Lord. Whether it be um, with you, whether it be in their family, whether it be in their their work, whether it be in their finances, Lord, and and in their fitness, Father, Lord. I just pray that they can be obedient and that they can fulfill their purpose in their life, Father, Lord. I pray for those difficult times that they might come where they're going through, Lord, that you just encourage their hearts and that they know that they're not alone, Father. Thank you, Lord, because you guide us and you are with us, Lord. And I just pray. Blessings over the life of the ISI men, all the, the men that are involved, and even those that they're going to reach uh, in their future. And thank you, Lord, because you are a good God to us. Let we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thanks, Phil. Our brother. Well, have a great day, have a great weekend, and we'll connect soon.
1: Thank you. Uh, this is a huge blessing for us, Phil. So appreciate it.